this is an interesting debate for the two of you to have, I guess. In that, um, is this a team that is that is kind of stuck in in between two styles? We know the identity of Nuno's Wolves was so ingrained on so many of the squad, and we saw actually this summer a lot of that squad moved on. Perhaps with that in mind, that they needed to have something new in it. But you still have some core elements who are more suited to playing one way and then they were asked to try and play a slightly different way and we're still even today you could see there's there's that element of not quite being sure exactly you know should I go should I be that far up or should I be in this position and and I don't know how that changes Matt Jarvis in a sh- what's going to have to be a short amount of time yeah, look I, I completely agree with you in the sense that I do think that there is the split between the styles of play. I think the Nuno, I suppose, counter-attacking setup that he he employed worked amazingly well. I think the players that were in that system, it benefited and worked for them players in each of their positions. It, you look at, you know, just look at Jimenez, for instance, at that, that point in time, the way that the team played suited him. The way that Traore played suited him. You know, Johnny, the fullbacks, everything. At the time, it was Matt Doherty, for instance. And you look the the setup, the way he would go forward, the way the team would then go from left to right. It had that big diagonal switch. Everyone knew their roles and responsibilities. It was, you know, fans knew. Everyone who was watching knew the way that Wolves played. But it was so effective and they were so good at it. And that's what got them into Europe. That's what got them... You know, each season was progressing and going better. Nuno tried to change that. And the players that were were there and doing it, it's, they found it difficult because although you do, when you get into Europe, you had to have more possession base. It's really hard to keep defensively minded and then be able to break all of the time. So I get the change, but I just didn't see that the players that he was trying to enforce in that way of playing, it didn't suit them. And now you're in a situation where you, you're stuck because you need new players if you want to go in this possession and attacking threat, whereas the players that you've got potentially are still ready to do that defensive block with the counter-attacking press. But it's it's a it's a massive decision that the manager that who or head coach whoever comes in is going to have to make. Because the debate, Tomo, isn't it? Is that listen whether you play counter-attack, low block kind of defensive setup football or you play uh, higher press, higher possession style football, doesn't really matter unless you're scoring goals, right? And you can see why, like today, they've gone to the 4-2-3-1, effectively 4-4-2 at times, because we clearly feel like we need more forwards on. But if we're still not scoring goals with more forwards on, we leave ourselves more exposed. And that is a horrible decision for a coaching staff to try and make that call. Yeah, it is. It is a, it's a horrible one. But also as well, you've got to have your players doing their jobs when they're on the pitch. You look at it today, uh, Guedes didn't have a great first half and he got picked out and he, he didn't help Johnny down this left-hand side, got moved, players had to go at him. And again, on, on a know, it's, it seems like I'm pointing the finger a little bit, but players out there know. They know if you're not doing your job and, and they were having a go. Um, and and that's what you've got to do. If it don't matter what, as you said, don't matter what formation you play, if you're not doing your job in and out of possession of the ball, 
then there's a problem. There's a big problem because say it leaves your team weaker than it normally is. It gets it's you're only as good as your your weakest player or your player that's not playing in form. And at the minute we're just getting picked off and it's it was easy for Chelsea in that first half and they created uh, was it 10, 11 chances on goal in that first half and you can't afford to do it. You've got to have everybody on the game. If you're not playing that well going forward, you've got to make sure that you are playing really well when you haven't got the ball. And that's something that's not going right for us at the minute. We're not clicking in all departments and that's the reason why we are, we are where we are. I don't want to keep harking back to the Nuno era, but it is a, 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 pardon the pun, a golden era, Jarvo, for for how we did things in the Premier League. But one of the things that always stood out, and it was highlighted in that Tottenham documentary a couple of seasons ago, is that that Wolves team were horrible to play against. Absolutely horrible. They did not allow you a single second. And the times that we're watching where they've got time to put, take a touch, put a cross in, nobody's really putting the pressure on, that's what needs to change in my view. They were so well drilled, though, Mikey. So they were well drilled in always when they got the ball when they haven't got the ball they knew their jobs what they had to do and they made it they made it horrible for teams to play against because you have a touch on the ball they were on you they were snapping at you and we talk about this tempo in a game that's that's the kind of thing that we're looking at in a game and we, and we just at the moment and and again we don't look like we're playing at tempo we're not hurting teams we're not counter-attacking against teams we, we re- again, we're reluctant because of confidence or whatever it is going forward to get, get that killer pass. You watch Chelsea today. As soon as they got the ball, can we get it to our front man or our midfield player in front of me? We had it. Go across the back, play it square, go into midfield, lose possession, Chelsea straight at us. And it wasn't just today's game. It's been going on throughout this season. I think a lot of that as well, as you, you, when you mentioned about the Nuno era and all of that as well, you look at the leaders that were in that squad and in, on that starting eleven or whoever come into that, they were all leaders. They were all shouting and screaming at each other in a good way to make sure they're here. Come here. If someone's not doing their job, they dig them out and get them back. But that comes from your manager as well, doesn't it? Ex- yeah, no, you you, you're right. It does. It does. But it's, it's the players. You're on the pitch. You make the decision and you look at the team now they're not doing that. You look at Costa, you mentioned this and you're, you're scree- he's screaming at him to get closer because he's a leader. He knows what it means to, to win leagues and titles and trophies. You have to do the hard work. You have to do that first and foremost. And they aren't doing that at the moment. And that's, that's where players before were digging them out and making sure that it didn't happen. If it happened once, that was far too many times. You know, that, that's, the, that's the difference in, in the leadership qualities potentially that, that's that's really struggling at the moment. Um, a positive, or a couple of positives, let's, let's be fair. Um, Mateus Nunes in midfield. Um, I, I mentioned in the first half that when he first arrived, you kind of, a lot of people I think anticipated that he would just kind of take over from Matinho alongside Ruben Neves. And finally, we kind of saw him in that slightly deeper role and we saw him drift past players in that first half, Jarvo, and he looked, even in the second half, as he tired, understandably, um, that's the kind of thing that they need from him, right? Because he can carry them up the field. Certainly can, and he has shown glimpses of what he can do, and that's what everyone wants to see a bit more regularly. But, you know, it's a a whole new league. It's, It's 
there is that settling period, but he is showing glimpses of what he can do, and and they need him to be doing that more consistently because he has got fan, he's got great quality. You know, both feet. He's he's naturally able to drift past players. He's got good pace. He's he's so good on the ball that you need him involved. Him and Neves to and obviously Martino as well. But you look at that midfield and you think, how is there not that? There's got to be loads of creativity in that midfield and. Unfortunately, it's just not not enough at the moment, and he he's he's a wonderful player. He just needs to continue to improve and do it more consistently. But he's a, he's a, he's a, he's he showed in parts today as well what a good player he is. Now, I've seen a lot of Joe Hodge uh, playing for the under twenty ones. Your both of you, the first opportunity you've had to view him. What did you think? I thought I was impressed with the way that he played. He kept things simple, uh, breaking things up. Uh, didn't try to complicate things and sometimes you just need players in there who can just keep possession of the ball and he definitely did that he looked comfortable on it as well so like I, I don't think he'd give a ball away once you come on in that second half and he just showed you uh, even playing against Chelsea here that he was comfortable with the way that he was playing he's comfortable with the way that he performs on a pitch uh, and again he's, he didn't look out of place at all because he, he come out there and, and again he didn't try and complicate it he kept things simple uh, but he was effective in the way that he played. Has the right attitude. You know, it's your first game. You're going to be, you know, excited and what. But it's the right attitude. It's the right way of playing. As Tomo said, he knows what his strengths are, so you play to them strengths. And that's that's a that's a great thing to have as a as a as a player coming on and and playing. You know that that you you know what your strength are. You go and show everyone what you're good at. And he did that very well today. So that was the bright moments, a, a Wolves debut, Premier League debut for Joe Hodge. Um, OK, let's just finish on this then. Uh, next run of games, Nottingham Forest at home, Crystal Palace away, Leicester at home, Brentford away, Brighton at home, then uh, Leeds in the Cup before they come to play Arsenal in the final game before the World Cup. Um, I say, the... There is nothing that suggests anything is potentially imminent on a managerial appointment, though you never know what's going on behind the scenes. Um, it, it's such a big run of games, isn't it? It's such a big run of games because it's, it's, it's massi- it's massi- it, could, it could define everything. Well, it's massive compared to what we've had recently. Another Liverpool game was called off. Um, we played West Ham, we played Chelsea uh, and still haven't scored. Lost both of the games. But they're the games that we've got to get some points. You're looking at that. I'm looking there, we've got to be looking to get at least two wins out of that. If we're going to get anything out of it, say your Leicesters, your Minimum. Nottingham, yeah, exactly. We need Forest, Leicester, Crystal Palace aren't doing great. I, I know it's always been a <laughs> horrible ground for us to go down there, but we've got to put on a performance. We've got to stop leaking goals. If we, Even if we come away with, with a clean sheet or a draw or something, we've got to get out of these games that are left with Arsenal playing really well for our last game before the, the the break we've got to get at least six points I think for me uh, with the way that things are going but look if, we, go if, on, go if you're looking on. at a run of games for a new manager to come in at it's a perfect run of games for him to go and get his teeth into I think you know if you're looking at it positively it's a great run of games you know you, you're not playing United Chelsea's Arsenal straight away you, you, you've got to are games that you you need to go and get points from. So, on a positive, I think that's it's a good run to for someone if it, if they're appointed before the first game. It's a good run of games to go and attack. 
Need you to get your boots on. Get another one of those. Five, <laughs> another one I'll of those, be working hard. Another one of those five-one games, mate. That's what we need against Definitely. Forest at home. Definitely. Roll, Best get me spikes on. Yeah, roll back the years. <laughs> um, Matt Jarvis, thank you very much indeed. Andy Thompson, thank you to you when once you finally arrived today. Thank you, thank you Michael. Uh, Tom, <laughs> I was, Tom, I was late, but he'll. Uh, disappear off early as ever <laughs> while he leaves me to pack up all the equipment exactly here at Stamford Bridge Jarvo thank you very much Cheers, indeed See you, Jarvo. Um, See you later. this is a tough time as ever for Wolverhampton Wanderers but tough times don't last and this side you have to believe have enough quality to drag themselves out of trouble that is our hope we will cling to it it's going to be a monumental week Nottingham Forest at home Battle of the bottom two in the Premier League. Everybody needs to be there. Get your support there ready. Get everything you can to be as passionate as possible because that is the way that we're going to get ourselves out of trouble.